You can do it. Yes, you can. I'm Bree Pruitt. Help me understand. You'll trouble, you'll struggle. I'll build you up. I'm Bree Pruitt. You're my buttercup. You're listening to You Can Do It with Bree Pruitt, the weekly pep talk podcast for all the things we struggle with. I'm coming to you live from the studio in Glendale, California. It's me, Brie Pruitt. Uh, you know, Glendale, California, the traditional lands of the Tatatvian, Chumash, and Tongva people. I'm sending all my energy to you, the good and gentle listeners. Oh, man. Come on in, folks. Come on in, folks. Have a seat on this IKEA couch. It's like a, it's like a, it's not the bottom tier IKEA couch. It's the second tier up. And, you know, you got it as is. That's 50% off. That's that section where the things are already assembled. You just picked it up because you needed one. Now you got a dark gray couch. It's working just fine. Come on in. Sit down. I put some really cute pillows on it. Enjoy. Welcome to the episode. We've got a great interview with legendary comedian Julia Rossi. Julia is someone, I think we talk about it a little bit in our interview, but she's someone who everyone always is like, have you met Julia Rossi? Like gets a gets a taste of my vibe and is like, oh, you got to you got to get to know Julia Rossi. So I have and she's fantastic. Really excited to share um, our conversation with you. We talked about imposter syndrome and rewiring those beliefs and how that is possible. It was a fantastic conversation. It flows so so easy. I did feel like I was doing a lot of talking because Julia uh, values my opinion. And so she was very reverent. Uh, but it was, it was lovely to check in with her. She's being a parent in Silver Lake. And what a, what a great gal. So excited for this episode. Gotta, gotta listen in. And hey, if you're enjoying, you can do it with Brie Pruitt. Uh, please follow, review, and tell a friend about the podcast. You know, subscribe to us, but also, you know, tell a friend. I feel like this has got to be a word of mouth kind of thing because this is an acquired taste. This right here, what we have going here by my good and gentle listener, my my community, friends, uh, my little chicken tenders. <laughs> we've got a we've got a unique taste. Um, you know, sort of not unlike a Burger King breakfast sandwich, hold the meat, right? I just want that weird yellow egg. Well, what's going on, folks? Well, I did want to shout out former guest of the podcast, Daniel Rugweb, has his album out, which he alluded to in the podcast, but he couldn't drop the info. You know how these Hollywood types are. They can't leak it. They got to just tell us about it. Well, you should definitely go pick that up. I believe it is called ho party <laughs> it's got it starts with ho but you gotta go you gotta go to uh, danielrugweb.com uh, or wherever the hell he is um toyota toyota lopez i think was he he is updated to daniel rugweb is where you find him on the internet uh also former guest of the podcast Jana schmeeting's television show uh, Rutherford Falls, which she is the lead in, uh, starring uh, her and Ed Helms, and that is dropping very soon. So please check that out. Trailers—they're out now. 
I have no uh, projects coming, <laughs> but I do have projects on the horizon, new projects for your eyes and ears. So please follow me at Brie Pruitt and, you know, at You Can Do It uh, podcast. We, we'd love to have you and be in community with you there. Vaccinating, it's continuing. I hope everyone is doing what they need to do, exploring the, inf- getting in connect- connection with the information that they need to make decisions that they need. Uh, the CDC has recently said that it is potentially safe for vaccinated people to be out in the world. It is a very promising thing. However, we care very much about our, you know, chronically ill, disabled, immunocompromised brethren. So we must continue to be vigilant. And who's giving us this information? No one. <laughs> Podcasts that I find online. So vigilance, everyone. Uh, be very safe. Um, take take good care of yourselves. But also, you know, I'm letting a little hope in. Um, this vaccination thing from the CDC is, like, very hopeful for live performance, which is, you know, as you all know if you're here, is my bag. So a lot of love to everybody. Uh, continuing love. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to launch right into the rant. Man, I'll tell you what. I might talk about Lil Nas X again. No, I better not. But, boy, that's a... That's a that's a perennial rant. Uh, Lil, Lil Nas X is uh, the king. No, the rant today is about Forever Twenty One. I I, I, grew, I pulled this great Forever Twenty One haul. I'm not trying to spend a lot of money right now, but sometimes they'll they'll hit you with a discount code. You know, it's in between seasons for them. You know, not for me in Los Angeles. I live in one uh, sunshine filled, <laughs> freezing night. Perennial, perennial. Is that the word of the episode? Listen. Forever 21, I got a bunch of clothes, grip of clothes, a lot of these uh, tie-dyed sets, numbers, just like two or three outfits. And let me tell you, the rant is about how fucking good I look. Can I tell you? It should be illegal for your girl to slide on like a $20 pair of sweatpants and look like, like she's modeling, you know, like she's Kardashian, She's from the house of something. She's from the house of Balenciaga or something. How do I, how does my body, like how do I have a champagne budget, but my body has like a Miller Lite taste? It's not even my taste. It's just what works for me and what it is. It's a knit. It's a compression pant. I I look so good in athleisure. It's a fucking shame that I do not, care to exercise (laughs) or go to the gym um you know I used to be about that life pre-pando but you know occasionally but I'm not I'm not living there but I really look good in it um oh man and you know (laughs) why do I keep going back to forever 21 when you know and I know listen first of all okay side rant uh, fast fashion isn't great for the environment or, uh, you know, workers, uh, because it's like, you know, very destructive and they're usually not good practices of putting the clothes together. Fat people, however, have such limited options. Sometimes we do a little fast fashion. No shaming me. Okay, great. Moving on. So forever 21, not probably a place where I want to be spending a lot of money. And actually I'm willing to, to level up. To do the queer eye, you know, buy five nice pieces that will last you a long time. Take them to the tailor X Y Z. But I'll tell you what: these Forever Twenty One clothes 
fit so good. I don't know why Forever 21 got the memo and other plus size retailers absolutely are making clothes for like people with like long arms. I don't know. It's just like different. And also there's all different kind of, you know, plus size women, you know. Um, you know, I, I happen to have some stand-up comedy about the fact that I am, you know, a, a pear-shaped BBW, uh, bigger the backyard, higher the property value. <laughs> oh, I miss stand-up, guys. That has a little taste, a little taste of stand-up, what stand-up used to be. Anyway, yeah, fucking Forever 21. You do, you know, you treat me bad. You fucking pull, pull plus sizes from stores. I'll show up one day and be like, uh, where are the plus sizes? And they'll be like, oh, we don't have them anymore go away. Some small girl will just be like, what? <laughs> What's a plus size? What are you doing here? I don't know. Maybe they have them in Pasadena. <laughs> she just makes me cry. And I leave. That's how Forever 21 treats me. And I come back every time. All right. That's the rant. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to wrap it up with a pep talk here. Uh, I don't have a really specific pep talk, except that I've been feeling a little stuck I think probably in the sort of shadow the auspice the you know rising spring sweet vaccinated COVID summer um COVID free summer is on the horizon it's dawning and so I'm feeling a little stuck here in the present right so and like I don't know just like old shit keeps coming up and like I said you know I'm trying to take a take not do so much healing I'm I'm t tired you know I'm the, I'm the healing hammer and I need a break. So I'm meditating on stuckness. My little pep talk is that I got this great reminder this week that like sometimes it feels like you're going in a circle, but you know what's close to a circle? A spiral. And a spiral is growth. You know? So if you keep circling the same fucking issue, you're coming back to it for a reason. A. B. You're a little bit further away from it every time. C. You're like learning and growing. Way to go. Um, also a, a good reminder for stuckness is just like, you know, what even is this reality? You know, it's just a series of choices and consciousness and like there's limitless possibilities. So if you're feeling stuck about something, mm, maybe you're there for a reason. Mm. And even though I, you know, this is a pep talk for me, even though I'm not in a place where I want to do a bunch of fucking healing right now, <laughs> I could be patient and be just with this thing that's coming back around and um I'm gonna like you know and I'm still in a goddamn pando over here it's not like the pandemic is over we I just reminded you all <laughs> that it's not um so I'm gonna I'm gonna bring in patience um and the patience that I'm bringing in is the patience of a tortoise you know the old you know when these corporations are trying to <laughs> I don't know man I I feel like the, every six months there'll be some this is the oldest tortoise in existence and it's 139 years old and it's very old and look at its face and like everybody's supposed to be like wow the you know it's like some what's it the 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 dodo you know that these facebook like distributors or whatever fucking platform you're on you've seen an old tortoise on the internet you know it's witnessed humanity for like 150 years and it's seen you know industrialization and like oh and it's got fucking straw you know plastic straws up his nose and then somebody saves the straw and then like oh okay the humans are eating they're using metal straws and like oh but did you know that the metal straws mm, they you know the tortoise likes to 
likes to eat those and all that. Everyone just perforates their body. You guys, you know, the tortoise has seen it all. And uh, the tortoise is going to continue witnessing the foolishness of man and, you know, all of its friends underground, the krill, the dolphins. And, um, and, and it's going to do what it's going to do. That's a pep talk. <laughs> Another weird one. You guys see that tortoise though, right? And it's got like weird teeth and you're like, ugh, I don't, this isn't inspiring. Uh, but I, I, it really is inspiring. Things that are very, that are so old, they're practically a rock are pretty cool. Um, so this is a pep talk podcast. This is not an astrology podcast, but sometimes I do, uh, you know, I like to, I like to nod to astrology and this is airy season still. It feels like it's always been airy season. Airy season, you know, it's fiery. It's springtime. It's beginnings. Um, it's also the moon in Scorpio. Ooh, spooky, mysterious, sexy, maybe. Uh, secrets coming out. Uh, and then I guess the Mercury is in Aries, which is kind of an interesting transit. Uh, you know, thinking about the way you speak, the way you communicate. Mm, fiery projects, fiery, fiery speaking projects. I don't know, just something to keep in mind. That's astrology. Um, and then tarot cards. I always I always pull a tarot card for my good and gentle listeners. Oh, you good and gentle listeners. I pull a tarot card for you. And this week I pulled the Princess of Cups because I'm working with a new deck, not the Page of Cups. Page of Cups I pull quite often on this podcast. Page of Cups is a, a dandy boy um, with a cup <laughs> of liquid to his ear. And there's a little fish in the cup. And the little fish is whispering to the boy. And this is a different deck. And what the, this deck is, it's a beautiful uh, princess. It's a beautiful woman. <laughs> she's She's a chocolate queen with gladiator sandals and she's standing in front of a portal in front of the sea it's gorgeous this is rachel true's tarot deck princess of cups and the princess of cups uh you know according to rachel and according to the page of of cups as lore is about uh, you know kind of beginnings and and good advice i think from an emotional friend innocence um and i think you know pretty relevant to the springtime vibe um so i'm gonna say the springtime vibe that princess of cups is bringing is trust your instincts okay you you are the little fish that is whispering advice you have all the answers or maybe it's some um, sweet sweet innocent friend maybe a little little femme princess vibe friend who's got something to say to you mm. pretty exciting well i hope whatever you do you remember that i am in community with you good and gentle listeners i hold you thank you for being in community with me so much gratitude truly so excited to bring you this conversation with julia Rossi. please enjoy it and i hope you have a great week talk to you soon and we're back it's you can do it with brie pruitt and i'm joined today by my guest julia Rossi. hello do you have a married name? Are you sticking with the maiden name? Uh, professionally, I am Julia Rossi. Legally, I made the mistake <gasps> of doing a hyphen name. Oh, you don't like that? Well, I wanted Rossi to be my middle name, but I got married in New York and I guess I, they wouldn't let me do it. So my legal name is a hyphen, Rosie hyphen Miles, which I did it so that our child, I don't know. I just thought it would be easier, but man, when I call customer service and I'm like hyphen, they're like, how do you spell that? And I'm like, no, it's a dash. They're like, okay, mm. Mrs. Dash. And I'm like, I'm not a spice, <gasps> you know? <laughs> <laughs> <The nerve. laughs> it 
it's all good. Julia Rossi. Uh, no, we'll Julia yeah. Rossi, the queen. Yeah. Um, yeah. You, are you from New York or? or I'm is... from Boston, but I lived oh, in okay. New York for off and on. I, I escaped once. Uh, I was there off and on like 14. No. Yeah. 14 ish years, maybe less. Maybe tw- yeah. I don't know. So definitely the home base. Vibes. Yeah, a long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, I hope I hope we can all be free soon, and you can return and be that be that bicoastal, you know, goddess we we love. I mean, what is life? Yes, <laughs> I I'm mostly. I mean, I ha- I live in LA now. Yeah, yeah, and uh, but I loved. I mean, for a while I was going back like every couple months, and it was honestly the dream. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel this like tug where it's like, am I a New York comic? Like something in me, you, you know, I, that was my last set was I did a bunch of shows in New York right before the, the oh, pando. Man. And it was like, dude, this feels so good. Um, but yeah, I love it there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we're here, um, you know, to talk about, uh, you know, struggles, but first, you know, I got to ask where can me and my listeners show up for you? Where do we go to see? Um, well, I have a new podcast. It's about a month and a half old. It's called should I get bangs and it's often comics, but I'm, I'm definitely expanding the guest list, uh, out to others. And it's, uh, people talking about breakdowns and breakthroughs, you know, times where they, cup bangs, you know, figuratively, or I mean, even emotionally, you know, uh, or literally whatever. Um, and yeah, that's been super fun. That's been like my main thing. And in, in the, in the quarantine times and, um, that's really and a baby it. thing. Oh, and I did have a baby. Yeah. I, that is the biggest project I've ever produced in my life. Um, but people can't really support me there. Right. <laughs> Um, does anyone ever ask you how the baby's doing and you start talking about your podcast? That's how oh, I, no. <laughs> I mean, I that would should. be my bit. Well, the thing is if people really like, I appreciate the outfits people have purchased for her. Although the sad thing about baby clothes is they only fit for like a month. And also yeah. where is she going? So if you really <laughs> want to support my baby, support my podcasting career, yes. because the more successful I am the better life she'll have. Not that you need money to have a good life, but I think, you know, it, it's nice. Yeah. Babies are expensive. <laughs> um, yeah. great. So yeah, everybody show up, um, for that podcast. I've been thinking about what I would say to you if I were talking about my transformation. Oh, well, um, save it, save it for the pod. I will save it, but it's funny to think of like, I was, you know, like I had a lot of drama when I was a child and I was like, oh shit, did I like art? Did I have like a, a crisis before age 10 and that's like, was formative. You know what I mean? Like it's wild. It's possible. Yeah, it is possible. Yeah. I had someone, I've had an episode with our friend, Chris Garcia. He talked about, Um, you know, uh, when his sister moved away when he was eight. (laughs) It's big. Yeah. 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 It is. Love Chris. Okay. Well, this is about you and this is about me building you up. So I have to ask the question. I didn't even know that that's what this was. I'm so excited. Oh, good. Um, yes. The question is how can I build you up buttercup? Gosh, you know, you actually caught me on a good day. I did a little (laughs) Kundalini this morning. So Kundalini yoga. Uh, so I'm a little, 
high on life naturally. Uh, and uh, too bad he didn't talk to me last week when I was having true identity crisis. Uh, you know, that's what happens when you're in your house for a year. Yeah. Uh, so I guess you could build me up maybe like, you know, I'm trying to get some projects done. So I want to focus on those. And I really don't want that fucking imposter syndrome shit that like, you know, the, I, I tend to, for the journey, the journey used to be so fun. And then I became an adult that learned about business. And I want to enjoy that journey because I'm already like jumping ahead and being like, well, is this going to sell? Is anyone going to watch it? And, and, and it like makes it not fun. So I guess that's what I want built up is like, not to feel yeah. like, who am I to do X, Y, and Z? With, with regard to like creative projects. Yeah. It's always, it's always, I mean, our careers are the fucking best and career. worst. Yeah. <laughs> what a nightmare. What? Um, and what just hit me was like, yeah, and a dream, the dream factory. Um, what just hit me was like, oh shit, you're right. Like we have this like jolly, creative, blissed out, you know, like that's supposed to be the source of mm -hmm. our energy. And the second you start like, mm, you know, like, oh, well, that's not really going to sell. So like that can't really be a part of this creativity, even though it's like part of your truth. Yeah. Um, and that editing, it just doesn't stop. I mean, it, it can really be a runaway train of like self-censorship. Oh, yeah. I mean, like the podcast, I love doing it. It brings me so much joy. And I think it brings my guests joy, my listeners joy. And then I made the mistake one day of like looking at numbers and then researching if those numbers were good enough. And then I had to like, I had to force my laptop shut because it's like, well, you're always going to find someone quote unquote doing better than you it you know so i i don't like that yeah yeah the hard part of yeah i mean the way way the way you said i had to close my laptop it's like you know the work of kind of understanding how how when other people are doing well i want to understand why they're doing well and like mm -hmm. you know i i want what they have but i i need to be able to look at it and not be so like um down on myself that i have to close the computer which happens all the time or i have to yeah. put the phone down but um yeah extremely relatable and i always think about you know when we talk about creative projects on this podcast, you know, cause I'm talking to comedians and stuff. I'm like, you know what though? I, th I feel like, Oh, not that many people are in my industry that are listening, but everybody's got a creative outlet um, oh, yeah. that they could stand to hold in sacred light, you know, as opposed to, you know, in the same way that we are doing where we're like, well, we have these creative um, aspirations, but we're, we're, changing them to adapt to this business model and other people are doing the same thing where they love to water paint, but they need to go to their job. So I think it's, I mean, I, I'm a big believer. I think almost every job is create. Like, I think the word creative is a little mm -hmm. silly. Like my, my dad's an electrician and I, I, I've said to him before, I'm like, I think that's super, I would, I have no idea how to rewire a house. Yeah. He's got it. He wants to do it. So the wires don't stick out. So the lights do this, you know, like my mom is a homemaker 
that's creative in a way, the way she cleans, you know, she sews by hand, like, like creativity to me is just coming up with a, I don't know. I don't know if it's a solution. I don't know if that's really the right word I'm looking for, but it's like a a solution or an answer to a, a thing in a way that is refreshing and new and special, I guess. I don't know. I love that. No, you're totally right. My mom is a hairstylist, which is like extremely creative. Yeah. But it's also a trade and it's, you know, she's on her feet all goddamn day. And, you know, um, but that it's a, it's a very good point. I wish I knew I had a trade. (laughs) I wish I had a trade so bad. I wish I had a trade. I'm like, I wish I could make a chair or I wish I had a certificate that was like, Julia's good at this, you know, instead it's, it's, I like to talk. That's, that's my talent. (laughs) I think it would be really easy for us to get like a Reiki certification, a, yeah. Um, a, you know, licensed um, organization, you know, you know, those licensed organizers. Oh, really? Is that a thing? Yeah. Yeah. They'll like go under your sink and be like, oh, you have two different pine saws under here. What if we combine them? And you're like, wait, they're "Mm, licensed. You know, Julia, I, I have seen people say that they're licensed on doing home organization, but again, like (laughs) sometimes you you just literally put anything in your bio and it's I mean if anyone listening wants to be a comedian I'll tell you the quickest way you got Twitter put it in the bio put it next to Patriot and Christian and proud dad comedian boom girl dad girl yeah (laughs) I really like girl dad um as a expression anyway um yes absolutely and you can buy those certificates at the store and put whatever you want on them Okay. So maybe I'll, maybe I'll, uh, I'll make one for you. You can make one for me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, um, okay. So to summarize the, the, the strug, um, we're looking at kind of enjoying the creative journey again Mm -hmm. with confidence, with confidence is key. That's key to the strugs. And you know, in context saying, you know, despite the um, pervasiveness of, of capitalism and business in our creativity. Yes. Yeah. But also, okay, I mean, gosh, not to make this a therapy session, but no. also like, yeah, pay me. Like, I want to like, like own that. Do you know what I mean? Be like, yeah, I think there's a fine balance. Like, yeah, I want to enjoy the journey, but I also want to be like, pay, pay, like I, deserve yeah. X, Y, and Z. Amen. Okay. Well, so, um, I hate this for you. I hate that this is your struggle. Um, I think <laughs> that it is, it's one part, you know, to me, I, I like to look at the macro when I start a pep talk and the macro is that, you know, capitalism, um, you know, if we lived in England, we would be paid for our work and it would start, you know, we would study it when we were 19 and, we would choose to be actors. And, and if it didn't work out, they would subsidize our salary for a long time because we would say actor, I actor, know actor. That. Well, yeah, if you don't get work in England, you just go on unemployment forever, you know? Wow. <laughs> it's socialism. It's great. Um, but that, I mean, 
Lord, if I didn't have the pressure to pay the rent, you know, mm-hmm. um, I, I could make anything, I think, you know, it's, it's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever think about that? Like what you would do if this wasn't contingent on paying the bills just as an exercise? Well, I don't even know that it's, it's necessarily that for me. Okay. It's like, it's, um, I'm just tired. Mm. Okay. <laughs> you can't pep talk that. Well, I can <laughs> try. God damn it. I mean, you know it's, it's more, it's more, but of I like, would um, argue that that's capitalism too. I mean, it's not like you would be tired if you didn't have stress, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. I cut yeah, you off. I'd, I'd say it's more, it's more the, the like imposter syndrome of okay. like, you know, wanting to have that sort of not shameless, but like that, that fearlessness. It's like, yeah, I do this. I do this. I'm fucking working on this. And this is awesome. Well, where the fuck did that come from? Let's talk about that. <laughs> where do you oh. think the source of the imposter? Is it like is something that is and please feel free not to share, um, you know, create your no. own boundaries. No, I, um, I think part of it is, so I was raised by Italian immigrants. And so a lot of, uh, a lot of, and I want to speak for all first generation kids, but there's a lot of like, you know, encouragement to assimilate, you know, just kind of like do what you're supposed to do. Um, without like ruffling too many feathers. So, and I sort of chose a path that's a little more alternative. And so I do sometimes have moments where I'm like, you know, there's, there's people out there who are like lawyers, but like they wish maybe they had been a singer. I'm like the opposite. I'm like this creative. And sometimes I'm like, oh man, I should have just gone to law school, you know, like, and just sort of done something that doesn't put yourself out there as much, you know? So I think it's part of that. Even my parents have been very supportive. I just think I didn't really have examples growing up of like carving your own way. Like what I saw, which is amazing is more like you, the American dream, you know, you come, you work, you put your head down, you make money, you have a family, you, and and there's suffering, you got to suffer like, you know, and, uh, yeah. So I think it's sometimes that, and I think it's also just, uh, a real bad habit that I'm getting much better at, but like very spend a good portion of my life, uh, seeking outside validation. And mm-hmm. so to then choose a career path that, uh, is contingent on that at times, I mean, a lot of the time, um, it just, what hasn't always been a good combination for me. Cause I, you know, the sort of, uh, social aspect and the, like being liked part of things sometimes has distracted me from like the actual work. Yeah. Um, so I'd say it's those two things. And also just, you know, like, I don't know, depression, anxiety, shit, yeah. kind of being in a habit of like thinking things are supposed to be hard and, and, I don't know. Yeah. Like I, I probably make things harder than they need to be. That survive that if something's worth doing, it's hard, you know, kind of. Yeah. And it's also comfortable, I think to, you know, uh, again, much better about it, but like, I mean, I, I 
am very good at, I can complain pretty easily uh, and I hate it. Yeah. Look at all that. I love, I mean, what I'm hearing is that this is in progress. It's very deep and you're very Mm -hmm. aware of it. And it's like, um, I, you know, I'm like seeing a thread from like whatever creative project you're in. That's like deeply rooted all the way back to Italy, you know, and (laughs) the journey. Are you using your psychic, your psychic vibes? A little, you know, I like to kind of see, connect the dots, you know, and, um, yeah. I, I mean, like, you know, the, 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 yeah. So I hate that for you. I mean, it's, you've inherited a lot and you're really doing a lot of work to see like, what is mine and what is mm. like, maybe not something I need to carry and good for you. That's hard work, dude. Doing what I can. You've been doing it for, you've been, you've been going hard at healing because it seems like when we've talked about like your past projects and like stuff like that, it's, you know, um, you're, you've, you've been working on unlearning and, and processing a lot of stuff, your whole, your whole career, which is the whole idea with this creativity joint, you know? Oh yeah. I mean, I've always been on that journey. I've always been on that journey, but I think I went very hard on it the last three years. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's survival. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm having a little bit of healing burnout at the moment. Um, mm-hmm. And after a, a, a year in the pando doing shadow work, um, and the phrase that I am using is, um, you know, when you're, when you're a hammer and everything looks like a nail, um, like mm. I feel like I'm the healing hammer. So like everything that isn't working for me that comes up is like, okay, it's a whole project now. And I have to like apply. Ugh, yeah. It's kind of exhausting. Yeah. I get it. I was, I was, I think, right. Not that I'm like fully healed, obviously, but, uh, I think I hit like a, I don't know if it was a plateau, but like, an, uh, I was kind of coming to a close of that, whatever the last three years were, uh, yeah. right when I had my child. And so it's kind of great. Cause like, I don't really have time to be a hammer because <laughs> I have to clean poop off a yeah. butt. Yeah, my own poop. I have a lot of diarrhea. Um, JK, you. you guys, my comedy is very mature, if you can't tell. Uh, I like that. I'm like, I'm healing. I'm this. I'm that. Also, I love a diarrhea. Boo, 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 boo. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. Well, you're you're killing it and good for you. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I would I I'm going to say capitalism again. And okay. the reason <laughs> it's it's very good that you're like, maybe not capitalism, but, um, because every, every other guest is like, oh yes, definitely not my fault. I just want to, you know, I like to take out the shame piece that people feel yeah, because there's so much that's not in our control, frankly. Um, and you know, I, I, I look to you as, as someone who's like making gains in this industry and thanks. Yeah. You're, you're my, you're an inspo lady. Um, And, and you're, you know, it's, you're applying this knowledge you've, you've earned from working and, and being experienced to your creativity. And that is, you know, if, if, if I can just, um, bring in that reminder of, you know, when you're working on something and you're like kind of exhausted with that, you know, just that burnout feeling, that tiredness feeling that, feeling that comes up when you're like, Oh, I'm, 
maybe not worthy of putting this forward. Um, I mean, I hope that the thought that follows that is like, whoa, I've been doing this for a long time. I know what is good. And that's why this is hard. Mm, That's a really great way to look at it. Yeah. It's not intuitive because you've been patterned in a way to do like, I'm bad. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm bad. This is bad, but it's actually, you're very good. And that's why you think it looks bad. Um, what is that Ira glass quote of like, you like, you hate everything you do for the first 10 years. Um, or if you, um, I'm, I don't remember, but it's like, it's like you develop your taste and then you, and then Mm -hmm. you hate everything you do. And if you like everything you do, then you're not a good artist. (laughs) Mm. Yeah. I butchered it. It's no, you're right. And you're right about capitalism too. Cause the whole point of capitalism is to make you feel like it's never enough. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That you're that, I mean, to me, for me, I think the capitalism piece is like, you know, if it were me, I would be like, well, it's existential dread that Mm -hmm. I'm going to get sick, that I'm not going to, you know, I'm going to have to declare bankruptcy or something that I, you know, that, you know, I will overextend myself in some way here in LA and need to like, you know, move home. And, and, and that narrative of like failure is so scary to me, um, Mm -hmm. that it can be paralyzing and, and draining. Mm -hmm. Um, but don't want to put that on you. Just, just sharing that existential dread can be something that is external. Yes. A hundred percent. Cause there are plenty of internal dreads in my opinion, in my experience. <laughs> okay. So macro completed, almost completed. Wait, one more macro piece. You are a woman. Are you not? Yeah. So, you I know, mean, fuck. I, I'm sorry that I exist. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm so sorry for existing. Yeah. Exclamation I'm so sorry. Point, exclamation point. I'm so sorry to be on this podcast. I'm so sorry. Did I do an okay job? Was that okay? I'm so sorry. Is this bad? Am I ruining it? I'm sorry. I do have to go take care of my child at some point. So I can't do, I can't be on here super long. I'm so sorry. I have a baby. <laughs> I can't tell if you're being serious, but please leave any time to take care of your baby. Um, but yes, <laughs> I think I had to reschedule either I think you on my podcast and I was like I'm so sorry I, I just it's been a little crazy with the baby it's sorry and I but I, I'm better I've gotten much better at looking at emails and being like take out sorry and say thank you for understanding uh I appreciate your patience like I'm really trying to change language it feels really good to do that's why I start when I start this podcast I say man I hate I hate that that's your struggle instead mm. of like I'm really sorry that that's something you're suffering from yeah um, but yeah, the language changes are huge. But then I saw this TikTok the other day and it was a real, you know, it's, um, you know, I don't know if you're on TikTok, but there's a TikTok format that's like, um, it's like a, a song starting and a bunch of people applauding. And it's like me doing something and getting a lot of applause. And the girl is like me leaving all my exclamations in my email because even though I'm a girl and like communicate in the way I want, I still deserve respect. Oh, 
as if to say we don't need to take out the well I mean I think sorry actually is kind of like psychically draining and we should be taking out the sorries but if you want to be like cheerful or feminine in like email cadence or email jargon fucking like let's do it and just you know demand respect anyway I love putting in a smiley face here and there I, love I do an XO. I do an XO to people yeah, who in professional emails. It's cute. Yeah. <laughs> I'm about radical, I mean, kind of joyful, but also very angry femininity. Like that's mm-hmm. my new I'm love it. I'm, you know, I'm feeling very inspired by my feminine energy right now. And like I'm just gonna be such a such a fucking broad on yeah. everything I do in the future. Well, I'm yeah. sure you know and- this because you're a witch, but you know that it's because we're in the age of Aquarius, right? And it's, it's the grand all conjunction energy. Mm-hmm. And we're shifting into feminine energy. So that's why, like, whenever I worry about the world with that existential bullshit, I'm like, it's okay. Cause feminine energy is on the rise. Let me share something with you that I learned in a magic class that I'm taking about Ooh. feminine energy. And it's about the tree of life. If you're a tree of life head and um, <laughs> on the top of the tree of life, which is just like, you know, it's just like, um, I don't know. It's, it's, I can't explain it right now. But it's, it's Kabbalistic vaguely, you know, from the Judaic uh, Judaism. Um, but it's like, it's it, the representation of fe- feminine energy is called Bina. And it's not that she's like, Ooh, flowy women, you know, it's like actually that she's boundaries. Mm, mm, mm-hmm. It's actually like form. It's actually like pushback. Um, and I think of Aquarius as being like, yeah, kind of flowy and and um idealistic. Um, but it's also like fucking protesting and um mm-hmm. and Re- revolution and and things that are kind of messy and and angry um anyway that's I love it a bit of a bit of feminine um yeah just just trying to always yeah and keep examining that because even what people even what is considered feminine is like undergoing um because c- there's a cultural layer yeah anyway what a tangent. Where, where are we even? Oh, I, that's the, ma- that's the other macro is like imposter sy- syndrome gets to women because of patriarchy. Yes. So capitalism, patriarchy, I white agree. supremacy, kind of you're an immigrant, you know, you're first, first generation. I mean, yeah, I'm white. <laughs> yeah. You're white. I get what you mean though. I know, I but know there is like a, there's layers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ugh, okay. The macro. The 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 next part of the pep talk is is resources. And I, you know, will say I don't have a lot of resources. You you you're you're already in process with dealing with a lot of these things. Um, so I mean, I assume you um you know are reading the the books on healing and doing those things. There was an idea that I had when you talked about seeking outside validation, something that I try to think of when this comes up for me, which is, and we've talked about on the podcast before, which is like, 
thinking of looking for validation as actually an opportunity for collaboration. Mm. Because if someone reaches out to you, like, I don't, I don't think we knew each other until we were on shows together and and we're like, oh, you're great. I love Oh yeah. I like fell in love with you when you were on stage. I was like, she's so fucking that basketball bit that you do. Yeah. So fucking funny and your vibe and just, I mean, I know you're supposed to be giving me a pep talk, but like, I was like, oh, she's fucking cool as fuck. And then you gave me a ride home and I was like, yeah, the best. (laughs) I, yeah, I, I feel that, you know, I, I mean, exactly the validation part of my brain is like lighting up like a fucking pinball machine right now. Cause you're giving me all this love, but what it makes me also think is like, Julia is fucking cool. She's digging my vibe. That, you know, perhaps in the future, we will work together on something. And frankly, I think we should. That's a really, that's such a good way to look at it. It, I, I think, um, you know, part of the, one of the, or one of the major things that put me off moving to LA is that networking is not a skill I have. Uh Um, Yeah. It feels it's, I don't, yeah. I just like who I like. Yeah. And, and, and it feels forced. And actually I am bad at flirting for the same reason where it's like, you mean I go into this conversation with like an objective that seems (laughs) weird, false. (laughs) So I, I don't like that, but if you, you know, if I kind of, yeah. And, and I I can't remember who we were talking, I was talking to Curtis Cook about anxiety where it's like, if sometimes you walk into a conversation, you're like, what are these people going to want from me? I'm not, I don't have, I don't want to give them anything, but if you think of it as like, what do they have to offer me to, mm-hmm. it's a bit transactional, but it makes me feel a little safer. Okay. Yeah. I mean, what are relationships if not kind of like giving and taking and sharing yeah. of energy and resources? Um, so just a reframe on that validation piece where yeah, I like that we can, I, I mean, I spiral sometimes where I'm like, oh my God, I'm so obsessed with this person. Did they tweet back at me? No, that's okay. Um, I can just like keep it moving. I, I, I get very relatable. Yeah. Yeah. I just, you know, I, I always make this joke about the, we hate Julia club which is so egotistical, but it's like, if, you know, if I send, if there's like two people that haven't emailed me back and then there's, you know, a social media incident, I'm like, oh, well it's, I mean, it's clear. They all got together. And it's like three people who do not know each other also get a life. No one cares, you know? And also yeah. who cares? Like who care? What? What? It's like chasing the guy. It, to me, I compare it a lot to chasing yeah. the guy that doesn't like you. And Honestly, I do feel like these feelings increased the second I got into a really good relationship because my habit was to do it with dudes, Oh, you know, to be like, oh, that guy doesn't clearly doesn't like me, you know, but I, I feel like I could change him, you know, and that really like got me going. And then it's like, now I'm with this like really healthy, balanced partnership and I'm like, what do I do with this energy where I feel like shit? You know? It's wild that we can be 
kind of addicted or just in, in relationship with things that are not good for us at all. A hundred percent. Yeah. Ugh. Well, I don't want you to be ghosted by any professional allegiances. <laughs> they always get back. They, I, they, yeah, they get back. Sometimes they get back with not with a one on here, but most sure. people aren't terrible. No. And most people don't think that you're terrible. Sometimes being ignored or rather, um, like I have this problem where I do not follow up on emails ever, mm. ever, ever. I'll meet with somebody. I will just not ever follow up with them. And I think, or if I do, and I think the fear is that they won't get back to me because they don't remember me and not being remembered is like the very worst, the mm. very worst one. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's, you know, it's, uh, it's, again, it's like, okay, well, if we're not going to work together, you don't remember me. I'm not really making an impression. Then that's just the way it's going to go this time. Yeah. You know? It's not meant to be or whatever. We have nothing for each other. Yeah. Then business over, I guess. Yes. Know? So yeah. Hard to not internalize those feelings. Um, great. So we've got the, um, the validation swapping for collaboration. Love that so much. Great. We've got the thought after imposter syndrome to be like, well, this is hard because of, because I'm good at my job. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's see if I've got a third thing. Um, cause threes are really magical. Yeah. Love a three. Do you, do you, how is your resting life? Do you rest much? My husband would say no. Yeah. I think, I think I do, Mm. but I don't, I, I guess I don't like to me, I find it relaxing. Like I am dying to clean my house and I feel like I could fully relax once that's done. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I will say pregnancy and the pandemic helped me learn a bit, a bit more about resting. Like I took more baths. I, you know, would lay on the hammock. Um, but yeah, I, I think for me resting, what I could get better at is like really being in the moment. So if I'm going to rest, I want to rest hard. And then when I work, I want to work hard. So, so I guess my very long answer to your question is I'm getting better at it, but I think I could be, I could be better at it. Okay. Yeah. The reason I ask is just because I think creative people have that, like, um, well, I should be working right now all the time because our jobs Mm -hmm. are not 40 hours a week or intuitive. Mm -hmm. Um, so I will share with you uh, an Instagram account called the nap ministry. It is a, just a good Instagram account that reminds you of how important rest is. Okay. (laughs) Especially to women, especially women of color. And I think it is a really good way to stay balanced with, you know, the struggle of, 
I should be working. I should be, you know, all the shoulds, frankly, that are hanging over us. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. I love it. Great. I'm taking, I'm taking notes. Oh, you are. I'm, <laughs> I, so I mean, I really am. I love, cause you, you're, people can't see you right now, but I can tell you're doing psychic work. It's like, so ah! it's cause you're pausing and you're like collecting messages from wherever it's cool to, it's really cool to watch. Oh, thank It's so nice to be witnessed. <laughs> it's true, dude. I, yeah, I just try to open the channels and, and, um, see what's out there. But nap ministry is something I talk about on this podcast a lot because I, um, it's, it's a catchphrase. Every guest needs a rest, the mm. eggnar, uh, the eggnar rule. And, um, yeah, we, I, I, especially with the existential anxiety of this year. Um, I think that taking exquisite care of yourself yeah, will help you combat imposter syndrome vibes, because if you are a precious jewel baby that you are taking care of, like, how could you be an imposter? You're very special yes. and good. <laughs> yes. Just a way to combat any self, um, flagellation, I think yeah. is rest. And, and, and being very intentional about it because otherwise then you get spun into like, I'm a, well, for me, it's like, I'm, I'm a fat slob who didn't do anything today. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, um, a, a tempting place. I really resonate with you, um, about, um, being kind of addicted to that, that a bit of a victim, um, hood, not oh, to yeah. put that on you, but no, yeah. no, no. It's, I mean, habits are really hard to break. It's comfortable. Yeah. 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 But neuroplasticity tells us that there it's totally possible. A hundred percent. I I have never said a hundred percent this much in my life. I don't know why I'm saying I I've said it. I noticed it. I'm like, I've said a hundred percent a hundred times already on this podcast. I never talk like this. You've said a hundred percent in affirmation, at least hundred percent of the time. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I, this is new. I have, I've changed already. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll leave you with a, a um, a, a blessing, a, a mantra a visualization, which is that, you know, when we were, when I said neuroplasticity, I was like, okay, it's like, it's like silly putty or gum or like, uh, modeling clay. It's like whatever path in your brain that you want, mm. um, you are so, okay. Well, wh- what my impression of you is that you're pretty in touch with your own insides, like mm-hmm. you, you, and you've forged those paths and that's hard one. Um, and so I see now that whatever you want is totally within your power and control to build that path. And if it's a brain path where you're like, okay, I just need to, you know, fucking maybe use that victim mentality and punish yourself into, into replacing your thoughts and witnessing your own patterns so that you can fucking like a tradeswoman build um, a new, and maybe I'll bring in that your dad's an electrician, like literally build a new Mm. hardwiring system. Brie. That is so cool. Seriously. Good. The hard wiring. Yeah. Because like your, like your dad is saying, if, 
there's a creative element to it. It's not like it's something set in stone. It's not like machines all have to run the same way. Mm -hmm. Everything is malleable, even something that seems like concrete, like a, like a building. Um, and you're, you're doing rewiring. Yeah. Great. Great. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. You're so welcome. Um, so, you know, I, I think you can do it. Um, I think you can definitely continue to make progress confronting your imposter syndrome with regard to creative projects. And I mean, again, you only feel that this way because you are a very proficient and powerful comedian who has been, <laughs> sorry yes. to give you the title of comedian. I cannot stop saying that word. I'm saying it. Ironically. I like it. It's okay because we're, it's feminine energy. And you were being radically feminine. So call men comedians too. Excellent point. I will be calling men comedians and Mm -hmm. (laughs) funny. Um, But yes, I I think you can do it. And I really appreciate you being here and being in community with me, Julia. Thank you, Bree. Do you have anything else to say the good and gentle listeners at home? No, I, I thanks thanks for listening to this and, and yeah, I great. wish, I wish and you everybody all great lives <laughs> and everybody must, um, go listen to, should I cut my bangs? Uh, oh, should I get bangs? Should I get bangs? Yeah. Great question. And, uh, <laughs> probably lots of interesting <laughs> responses. Yeah. Oh my God. I just like went into another dimension where I cut my bangs right after this. And I'm like, uh, what? No, don't do that. Brie Pruitt. It's mm-hmm. a whole other life. Um, anyway, yes. Li- listen, follow, support Julia Rossi so she can feed her baby and clothe her in designer gear that she grows yes. out of immediately. Yes. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Fabulous. I'm going to end the podcast the way I end every episode of you can do it with Brie Pruitt, which is by singing the very end of end of the road by boys to men. And you <gasps> may join in. I would if you love like. to. Okay. Okay. And now we've come Um, to the end of the road and I can't let go. go. It's so natural. You belong belong to me. me. I belong belong to to you. (laughs) Thanks, Julia. That's going to be our collaboration. We're going to start a band. (gasps) That's it. (laughs) Bye.